Hi, I'm Anna Delaney, Director of Productions at ISMG. Today, we're wrapping up a roundtable series entitled Securing Endpoints and Ensuring Compliance During Exceptional Times. The series was sponsored by HCL Software, and I'm pleased to be joined with the subject matter expert, Matthew Burns, Director of Big Fix HCL for APJ. So Matthew, as I mentioned in the intro, we've concluded this roundtable series, which focused on securing endpoints and ensuring compliance. And we covered several regions, APAC, India, ANZ, and Hong Kong and, and Singapore. Were there any stark differences or similarities between regions and what insights really stood out for you? Well, it's quite interesting because we've had um, a number of these sessions prior to, to the COVID situation and, and during COVID, but it's one of the sessions where, you know, a lot of the attendees from different industries and, and, and different roles within those organisations to actually have very similar challenges. I, I think a lot of the attendees in a lot of the organisations were all still having that challenge of, of how do you support corporate and, and bring your own devices through this time, right? The, the, the workplace has changed dramatically. A lot of organisations uh, have inf enforced work from home policies and there's a lot more flexibility and they need to deploy business and security applications to now remote locations. But at, at the same time, they need to also, you know, enforce policies, patch those machines, make sure that their organisation and, the, and their users are, are protected. So continuous compliance and, and the actual deployment and management of the new workforce was kind of a common theme that we got from all regions and all types of organisations. So it was um, pleasant to see that uh, everyone was kind of in agreement with the challenges they're facing. And did anything particularly surprise you? I think the surprise itself was the agreement. Generally, when we have these sessions, as you'd be aware, is that there's a lot of differing views of the topic at hand or what the open discussion's about. But what I found was through the multiple sessions we hosted over many parts of Asia Pacific, is that there was a lot of similarity in, in the challenges each of the organisations and, and customers had during this time. So I think the, the surprise was the, the openness of everyone involved because of the, the, the familiar circumstances each and every one were in. So I think the surprise was that everyone was kind of in agreement for once. <laughs> so it's been a difficult year for organisations, um, most having to quickly transition staff to remote working environments and something that's impacted some organisations to keep on top of compliance. I remember you highlighting the importance of continual compliance. So what's your advice to organisations to ensure that continual compliance in these difficult times? It's not an easy question. I know this is a wrap-up call, but we could talk to uh, this point as we did with a lot of the sessions with, with the organisations. Is it's, it's ensuring that the organisation prioritises and, and has solutions and processes in place that give them that dynamic visibility. I, I think a lot of older kind of phone-in report type client and, and server type solutions of the past kind of have to wait for, for an endpoint to report in to, to say what's happening. But I think a lot of organizations now need to find solutions that when they're not connected to the internet or not connected to the organization, that they're still enforcing policies and giving them that visibility to make sure that the, the corporate data and the corporate assets are, are protected. So they need to kind of ensure that the, the policies are in place to keep them compliant and protected. So not to have a dynamic view and, and there's always risk. So it's important to keep an up-to-date dynamic view of the organisation and, and its assets. So I think visibility, as we mentioned a few times on the, on, on the sessions, was the importance is to truly understand what you're protecting and getting the latest possible view of those assets. 
certainly visibility did come up a lot and it actually segues well into my next question because a key takeaway for me during our conversations was around protecting against data breaches. And you said that it boils down to three key areas, security misconfiguration, visibility, and identity and access management. What are the common mistakes or gaps that arise and what are your thoughts on reconciling those areas? Yeah, and, and there are three key areas, right? And, and I think they kind of line up to the, the top security priorities for a lot of organisations, especially the, the people that attended our session, was those co- contributors to breaches are, are really in line with what their priorities need to be, right? It's, you, you know, we discussed, I think, in, in one of the sessions when we were talking um, to the Southeast Asia or, or India audience, if I recall, is that a lot of things can happen via human error. Right. And, and that's not necessarily something that's been done manually, but it can be a security misconfiguration. So there's always that risk of, of human error because humans are involved in, in entering data or creating policies, etc. So what we found was that the priorities really did kind of um, line up with trying to overcome those contributors, like the security conf- misconfiguration, for example, really lines up to the priority of making sure that you have adequate security configuration management. The lack of visibility as a contributor really comes down to compliance monitoring. Um, You really need to know what you're monitoring and and to what level you need to monitor. monitor, So it comes into that visibility. Uh, And and then of course, you know, um, identity and access permissions and errors. You know, if people are getting the wrong or the wrong people are getting access to specific assets or, or data within the organization, you need to really make sure you have the adequate um, regulatory compliance um, and, and, you know, identity access management solutions in place. So I think moving forward, I think the changes will be slight from a focus perspective, um, but it will be around those three areas of security configuration management, compliance monitoring, and what was the third one I touched? Uh, Regulatory compliance. Yeah. Great advice. So another area we discuss is this issue of budget improving security whilst keeping within budget and how to best consolidate tool sets. So at a time when resources may be limited due to the repercussions of the pandemic, what advice can you share with organizations as to how they can make the best use of resources? Yeah, that, that was a question that got everyone's attention on all of the sessions is when we st- started talking about what we had budget-wise and, and how they kind of stretched that budget to cover the many priorities each of those organisations are facing. There was a lot of agreement in, in prioritising and a staged approach. I think a lot of people, when we're talking about security, was was making sure that you had the foundation covered and and it was amazing how we always came back to the aspect of patching. A lot of these attacks like WannaCry and, and those types of attacks were all exposed due to poor patching practices. So, so again, it's it's taking that staged approach, prioritizing, and then trying to allocate budget to those activities. But I think one of the things that, again, surprised us, and I think it's, it's a maturity that we're starting to see across a lot of organizations now, is cost and budget isn't necessarily about acquisition costs anymore. It's not about the cost of a solution. I think a lot of organizations we're working with now are very open to proper return on investment discussions, talk about business value assessments, look at savings of how a certain project can actually save them money we can reinvest into to further priorities. And, you know, one of those areas we touched on was um, the cost savings of, of software asset management. I know it's a, a topic that doesn't necessarily get much airtime when we talk about security, but, but it did come up that, you know, with software installed on certain endpoints, they, they can not only spend a lot of money, but it 
it can also expose an organization if it's the wrong kind of software. So I think it's about, you know, getting creative with budgets now, not necessarily asking for more, proving to the sponsors and, and the board and organizations about how they can save money with tool consolidation, reducing training requirements by minimizing tools and those types of things. So um, that was a very unique discussion, if I recall. And uh, it, it's about you know, from a vendor perspective, like we do at HCL, it's not about trying to convince an organization to buy our software. It's it's working with them through a journey of trying to show how we can save them a lot of money, but in the same time as protect them and, and make things a lot easier and low risk moving forward. So looking to the year ahead and the trends you're observing, what considerations would you encourage security leaders to keep front of mind in 2021 and beyond? Yeah, uh, it's a good question. I think we, we kind of touched on, on, on a few of the, the questions and answers we just went through. But I think COVID and the, and the current circumstances are not going to go away in the near future. So I think there's still going to be that focus on, on adapting to the new way of working. And I think working will have changed forever. I don't think we'll go back to the traditional in-person offices where everyone will have a dedicated desktop top. I think we'll have more of a, a hybrid approach of, you know, working from home will be the common. But um, from a security perspective, I, I, I think we'll be doubling down on making sure that those distributed assets, endpoints, and users are now protected even more because, you know, the bad guys have more time to find ways to, to attack organizations now with, as we say, so many doors open now because every employee's household is a potential way into an organization now. So I think it's about sticking to those priorities. There might be some small changes or twigs, but I think it'll be around configuration management. It'll be around making sure they're compliant, especially for specific industries like finance and government. And most importantly, I think it comes back to those basics we talked about earlier was about uh, visibility, you know, the, the execution of a stage security strategy and, and going back to the basics of, of almost making sure that you've got the basics covered. And I think we all had a little bit of a giggle when we talked about some organizations and, and some of those organizations discussed is that the big bang theory can sometimes backfire because they're trying to do so many things when again, the maturity scale of the organization's a little bit behind before they can start getting too creative. So that's where I think we'll spend a lot of the time. And, and what do you see, going back to the sessions themselves, what do you see as the value for the attendees? I, I think it was very valuable and, and, and it was a unique circumstance, right? The, these sessions we're having now are not in person. As you know, and you know, in person, it's it's a bit more comfortable for organisations, you know, while you're having a meal or, or a glass of wine, it's easier to open up and discuss. But I think these virtual events gave everyone a voice to really discuss their view of how they were tackling the challenging times. I believe a lot of organizations felt more comfortable talking in, in a virtual environment. Um, it was a, a lot easier to keep track of the conversation and, and no side conversations, of course, because we're all there dedicated listening to the, the person that was speaking. But I think it was a good aspect to understand how each other organization was challenging and, and approaching the challenges as organizations. And I think a lot of validation occurred in these sessions that I think a lot of organizations were not sure if they were approaching these challenging times the, the right way. But, but I think, you know, coming back to that first question you asked me that shocked me the most or surprised me the most was that a lot of people were in agreement. And, and that's where I think the value of these sessions is, is to bounce ideas. They're always in confidence and confidential. We don't ask the attendees to, to go 
into too much detail, but it was really great open discussion. Everyone learned from each other from a validation perspective, but even some new and unique ideas of how they're challenging security concerns in the new challenging times. So I think they were great value from a vendor's perspective. It was good to see organizations are looking at the challenges as we do. And most importantly, it was great for HCL just to sit back and listen. Something we, we always do with our customers is, is making sure exactly we, we understand what customers are facing and see how we can help them. And so how do you put those insights to work? Yes, it's about really listening. It's not a cookie cut. Each organization is different. Of course, they may have very similar challenges, but each industry, each organization, each region has different challenges or a different version of the same challenge. So what we do is, of course, is is help customers and understand their issues, try and determine exactly what their problems are, determine our best approach, uh, look at what other organizations in similar fields and similar industries are doing and work with the customer in a partnership perspective of trying to validate the, the correct approach to take this, whether it's staged, whether it's specific focus on certain areas. We gained a lot from these sessions. We understood some of the challenges each of the industries had and sounding selfish, we also validated the way HCL is is approaching these challenges is that you know, the way we've been working with customers is, is really working well and, and customers are getting a lot of value out of that. So I think every time we have these types of sessions, we learn something new and it's always good to hear from customers' viewpoint of what's working, what's not working and, and what the challenges are. Brilliant. Well, Matthew, it's been a thoroughly enjoyable and, and valuable roundtable series and series of discussions. And thanks so much for wrapping them up here. No, it was a really enjoyable session across multiple regions. I think not only did HCL get some great value, but our customers have continued to complement the the great session and and further discussions are taking place. So we appreciate your uh, support. I've been speaking with Matthew Burns, Director, Big Fix for APJ. And for ISMG, I'm Anna Delaney.